Hello, hello. This is your host, Yutama, and welcome to My Food Lens Podcast, where we talk about everything from food photography, styling, to business and mindset. After 15 years as an architect, I switched careers and I'm now a professional food stylist and food photographer based in Singapore. I'm also the founder of the business My Food Lens, where we help clients elevate their brand through drool-worthy photos. My motto is, put your best food forward. Well, here on this podcast, I promise to keep it raw and real and hope you find your answers, action and inspiration as we move through the episodes. Today, we are talking to Shelley Waldman, and Shelley is a commercial and editorial photographer based in the San Francisco Bay Area. And she not only does food photography, but she also uh, photographs product and people. And she really expresses her creativity through her images. Like she's super approachable, very, very friendly. And you can kind of feel that even through her work. And what's interesting is before Shelly started her photography business, she actually worked as a financial analyst at Citibank. And she worked in sports in the community relations for the LA Lakers and LA Galaxy. So she has a very interesting background. And today she runs a consulting business and a photography mentorship that actually helps other photographers turn their passion into a paycheck. I love that. <laughs> so I'm super excited to have Shelly on our episode today. And she's going to be talking to us about portfolio reviews, something that is not so often talked about in the industry, but it is so important to go through that process. It can be a real game changer, whether you're looking to improve your photography, whether you're looking to get hired or whether you're just growing a network and not just locally, but internationally. That's the strength of portfolio reviews. And Shelly is going to share everything about it. So let's get started. Hi, Shelly. Welcome to My Food Lens Podcast. It is absolutely wonderful to have you and um, I'm so excited. I just can't get, uh, I just can't uh, express it because you're one of our first guests on the podcast. So it's very, very special. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> and um, before I let you introduce yourself, I just want to share something with our audience. So I know I knew you on Instagram as a commercial and editorial food photographer for a long time. Uh, but then only recently I learned that you also are a producer of the Focus on Women podcast. And that was incredible. But what was even more incredible was learning that you are so heavily uh, involved on Clubhouse, not just on the Focus on Women podcast, but also on the Food Blog School. And my experience with you over there, sharing that one session with you was mind-blowing because we had the session on podcasting where I was also speaking. And here I was on my desk trying to get my internet connection and trying to find the best spot for Wi-Fi. And you dialed in from Napa Valley. You were in the middle of world-famous vineyards shooting world-famous wines, and yet you rocked out all those questions and you gave out such amazing content. Like people were listening. I was hooked and I knew that, you know, there was such a big connect. I just had to have you on my podcast. So thank you so much for doing this. And I'll let you introduce yourself so our audience can get to know all the cool stuff that you're into. 
Well, thank you for having me. I'm very humbled and honored to be here. And um, it was such a joy to share that platform with you and to geek out about podcasting and why we love it, what we've learned, and how it's become kind of like a passion project for both of us. So that's been really amazing. I am Shelley Waldman. I currently live in the San Francisco Bay Area. I am a commercial and editorial food photographer. I also shoot lifestyle and um, love all things photography. I have a background in finance. I spent a decade at Citibank and was in pro sports before that. You can find me cheering many sports teams. Uh, I love the game. I don't really have a favorite here and there, but I do love following basketball and hockey and premier soccer in the UK. So uh, you can talk sports with me anytime. I'm happy to geek out about it. Lovely. So uh, so you've been into sports and then you've segued into photography and I think you've had like shifts in your career over time, right? So can you just tell us a little bit of how you ultimately landed in photography and not just food, but other segments of photography as well? Sure. So my childhood, I mean, we're going to rewind way back to when Shelly was just a little girl. Oh. Uh, my mom was an art teacher uh, and my dad was a PE teacher, but also a coach. So I've been around photography as long as I can remember. There's always been a camera. There's always been photography. There's always been photographs of family events and gatherings. And But it really wasn't until very recently where I started to put those pieces together and realize that those moments really mean a lot and sharing those moments meant a lot. And whether it was just a snapshot And so fast forward to 2008, I was working at a bank. My husband worked in, he works in film. He's a production finance guy. And we had an opportunity for him to work on a film in Vancouver, Canada. Mm -hmm. So we moved from San Francisco to Canada. And unfortunately, I had to give up my job and I didn't have a visa to work or go to school. And I refound the camera and I started taking pictures and started documenting what it was like to be an expat living in Canada. And I really enjoyed it and found a lot of joy in creating something and telling stories. And I was getting really good feedback from this little local class that I found. And when we moved back to the States, I was like, I don't want to stop doing this. This is really fun. Like, can I make a business out of this? So I took a two-day intensive course through uh, Professional Photographers of America at Imaging USA, their largest convention here in the States. Mm -hmm. And was like, I have the finance background. I understand numbers. I can figure out the rest of it. And so in 2009, I launched my family kids studio with an, uh, another photographer that I paired up with. And we went on this adventure together to kind of figure it all out. Um, yeah. Both of us didn't have an art background. I didn't, you know, I don't have an art degree. I don't, uh, I didn't go to school for art. So figuring out how to run a business, what made the most sense, how do you market yourself? All those good things was basically trial by fire. Wow. And just being a sponge, asking a lot of questions of people taking a lot of workshops. And then in 2013, I had a really horrible client. Oh no. Uh, She yes, right? Like everyone's like, oh, I know that client. (laughs) Right. They make you want to sell all your gear and never take another picture (laughs) again. And you're like, why on earth am I doing this? And it was in that moment that my husband was like, don't jump off the cliff. (laughs) You know, take take some time, get some distance. Um, I did bring in a lawyer for that particular instance and told him to make her go away. Oh, wow. That's Um, serious. Oh, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Um, But we ended up settling with what the contract initially said, which was I was going to deliver X photos with X time and she could use it for X reasons. And we went slander each other online. And it was at that moment that I realized I really wanted to pivot into something else. And serendipity 
Previously, I met another photographer who had gone to art school, who was shooting commercially for over 15 years wow. and doing it in food. Hmm. And I said, how do you how do you do that work? How do you start shooting for, you know, the things I see in magazines and the billboards? And she said, I'll show you. And she became my friend and mentor. And I jokingly call her my friend tour. (laughs) Um, And she came over and I had all this kids work. And so she went through my kids work and she was really blown away. She's, she was very sweet and kind and said, you know, you're sitting on a gold mine here. Let me show you how to put a portfolio together. And I was like, Oh, huh? A what? Excuse me. What's that? Um, and so she helped paginate this book for me and really encouraged me to go out and start calling modeling agencies and do test work with models, which I had no idea what that meant. I just was like nodding, you know, yes, you just kind of yes. nod and say, yes, sure, <laughs> of course. And then you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what, you know, this is a whole foreign language to me. Yes. So she, she really guided me onto like, how do you call a modeling agency? What do you say to get, um, basically models to come out and take pictures with you and really encouraged me to take some of these ideas that I had been kind of socking away into a folder and turn them into shoots. And so within about a, it was about within a four week or three week turnaround, I did like six shoots and produced a bunch of content. She helped me curate that content into the book. We printed the book and then I took it to my first ever portfolio reviews. And that was my first pivot into how do I do this commercial work? Oh wow. And and that was not even with food. It started That was not with food. It yeah. started with kids. Yeah. Wow. It started with kids and lifestyle. And then uh probably about a year later, I had taken a workshop. It had taken me to Denver. I had met an mm-hmm. art director on that on that workshop. Uh he came out to teach us and basically shoot with us and teach yeah. us what it was like to be on set with an art director, which was super <laughs> rad. Yes. And him and I had this immediate like friendship. It was like a just add water kind of friendship, right? And we were geeking out about this one book and we both really loved this book. It's called How to Fascinate by Sally Hogshead, which if for anybody that follows me knows that I love this book. And it really talks about personality and how you see the world and well, not how you see the world, but how the world sees you. And so him and I turned out to be twin archetypes. (laughs) So I'm the ringleader, meaning like I like to cheerlead people. I like to support people. I am not quiet in the back of the room. I will get up there and ask the questions and he's the people's champion. So he also is someone who will cheerlead people. So I lead with power. My secondary is passion Mm -hmm. and his primary is passion and his secondary is power. So on any given day, we can be the other person's like twin. Oh my God. We just were like instant friendship. And, um, I stayed a couple extra days in Denver to have a meeting with him and his colleagues at the ad agency. And probably about, I want to say about a month later, he emails me and he's like, by chance, do you shoot food? And what had happened in that month was that friend tour that I made, she wanted to switch from being a food photographer to a food stylist and Mm -hmm. really didn't want to do both roles anymore. Right. And so she said, Shelly, will you come and take the pictures and I'll be the stylist. You'll get to build a book and I'll get to build a book. And within that month's time, I built out my book uh, a little bit more around food. And so when that art director came calling, I said, Bye. <laughs> wow, that's kind of funny because I just put up a gallery of food. Oh, wow. And he that ended up hiring well. me. Yeah, he ended up hiring me. And I, uh, well, he ended up letting me bid for a job. I was, it was a triple bid job and I was one of the three. I went up against one of my 
respected photographers that I look up to for those that don't know, but his name is called Christopher Tostani. And oh, wow. he is a well-renowned food photographer here in the United States. He's shot for any publication you can think of. Wow. Um, his work is absolutely stunning. I have the most respect for him. And I found out that I was going up against him in this job <laughs> and was like, well, Christopher will get the job. And uh, it turned out that I got the job. Oh, my God. And that was the first time that you were up there with a food photography portfolio. Woohoo! How was yeah, that? So, like, yeah. Was it too much pressure? Was it excitement? What was it? Um, it was exciting and super scary. Yes. And I was, I felt very out of my depth um, because I had never done, I never produced a commercial shoot before. Yeah. I was shooting for a super duper big brand. I was shooting for Miller, Miller Coors mm-hmm. um, in collaboration with um, Louisiana Fish Fry, which is like a spice company. And we were doing an authentic crawfish broil. And I was like, okay, so let's make this happen. Like, who do I know that I can have on set with me that's going to make me feel really comfortable and confident and have my back the whole time? So that studio partner I talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. um, I brought her on to be kind of like a production coordinator or like a PA for the day. Right. uh, Because I knew 100, like she was my best friend and I knew she would support me and she's super organized and very friendly. And so I was like, Perfect. And then we had a buddy at the time who had recently moved from San Francisco to Phoenix, but he was like a lighting guru and a super tech guy. And I said, okay, I'm going to pay for you to fly to San Francisco to be on set with me because I know you'll, you can figure it out. Right. And then that friend tour who now wanted to be a food stylist, guess what? I hired her to fly from LA to San Francisco to be my food stylist. Amazing. Wow. So I had all my friends around me and the ad agency folks flew out from Denver to be here for the day. And we rented a studio in San Francisco and it had a beautiful kitchen, beautiful light. We made sure we had artificial light in case the fog of San Francisco was rolling (laughs) in and we could shoot with natural light. Um, And we made sure that uh, we had all of the fixing. So because it was supposed to be a Louisiana fish fry, I made or crop fish broil. Mm-hmm. I made sure that I flew in authentic Louisiana, not just the crayfish, but yeah. the newspaper to have it on. Oh my God. Wow. Um, yeah. And then we made sure we had different types of cans that we had, you know, 12 ounce cans, but we also had big boys on set and uh, so that they could see the different things. We knew we, they didn't want to shoot bottles and we knew we were going to do cans. So we had different types of cans and we had a lot of cans. We had yeah. 48 or Oh my 60 God. cans because you want to find the right can and it didn't want to be dented or scratched or blah, blah, blah. So we right. made sure that the cans were just right. And that was my first commercial shoot and it went really well. And I had a lot of fun with the art director and it was just a really super fun day and they were it's, really happy. It, it sounds fabulous. And it sounds like a strong portfolio is what was the big, like that was a make or break deal, right? And I'm so glad that you brought it up because I really want to get into the section about portfolios because this is something that I've actually learned from you, even when you didn't know that I existed. So so as an architect, we used to create portfolios and that was how we got jobs and we had hospitality or healthcare and it was divided into different sections of architecture and that's what I knew as an architect. And when I moved to photography, I had no clue that it was the same system that worked here. And then I heard you talk about it, um, I think a few years back. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is interesting because no one brings it up. People talk about 
creating portfolios and how you can make a portfolio, but what you do after with it, there's not much discussion. So I'm so curious. So tell me, tell me what led you to go into your first portfolio review, especially with food photography and how was it and, uh, or, or not, maybe not food photography or whatever, you know, how did you get into this whole system of getting portfolio reviews? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was pushed by that friend mentor into, Hey, there's portfolio reviews happening. Like, six weeks from now, you're going to go. And I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? I'm going to go. I don't even know what this is, like what happens there. And again, you know, she was from, she went to art school and she was very used to having professors critique her work um, all of the time. And even, you know, I talked to my mom who was the art teacher, right? And she's like, oh yeah, you know, like you would critique people's art uh, when she was in school. And so got a degree in finance. You don't get to you don't get critiqued on your finance work. You know, that's not something that happens. So I had really no idea. Like, I I guess, you know, people tell you things, but you don't really know until you know, until you experience it. So I went to Palm Springs Photo Festival, which happens Mm -hmm. uh, once a year in Palm Springs. And it's coming again. Uh, It's typically in April. So in 2022, it will be back in person. And uh, I don't know if they're going to offer the online reviews again, but mm-hmm. in 2020 and 2021, they did online reviews. Mm-hmm. But I went for my first one. I had my little book with me. It was about, I want to say, 24 pages. And mm-hmm. it had anywhere between one to two images on a page. Uh, the book itself, I actually have it sitting here in my office. Uh, the book itself is, if it's open, it would be like a 20 inch by maybe 10 inches wide so a real long landscape type of book yes like a photo album um, like a photo album exactly I didn't know any better I printed it through a photo album company yes um it was through a professional lab not like um not like Shutterfly here in the states but something a little bit nicer than that um even like blurb does a good good job on the Uh professional side I I went mine was printed through Miller's lab for those that are wondering and um, I printed that. I was, it said sassy kids on the cover because that's what it was. <laughs> and I took it and I was so nervous, like shaking nervous to hand it over to this photo editor. Um, when I signed up for the portfolio reviews, they have names and bios of all of the different reviewers. Mm-hmm. And typically they'll even have like what they're looking for. So the type of work, you know, are they looking for kids? Are they looking for lifestyle or food or sports or cars? Um, sometimes it will just say motion. But what the nice thing is, is that when you read their bio, you get a sense of who they are, mm-hmm. where do they work? What type of work is it? So for instance, my first reviewer was from Real Simple Magazine, which is a lifestyle oh. magazine here in the States. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're not familiar with whatever magazine it is, I highly recommend go look it up, go to a book stand or a bookstore and go pick it up and look through it and get familiar with the sections of the magazine. So I knew that Real Simple did um, home organizing and stuff around kids and moms and so I thought he would be a good reviewer for me to look at my work because hmm. uh, maybe they would do a story on some kids stuff that might resonate. So um, this particular art director is no longer at Real Simple. This was back in 2014 that I did these mm-hmm. reviews. And I kid you not, I held that book in my hand and I shook like a little leaf when I handed it to him. <laughs> and I was so nervous and I was, you know, kind of sat down and he started to look at it and he looks at me and he says, are you okay? And I said, and I was just really honest. I said, I'm really nervous. I've never done this before. It's my first review ever. And he said, yeah. it's going to be fine. 
just tell me your story. Like what got you into photography? What do you love about photography? And he really kind of coached me through just asking me questions, making me feel really comfortable. And the whole review process was about 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Okay. And at the end, it was really encouraging. He had some really nice things to say to me. Um, I learned that they did hire photographers. They hired them only in New York, that they really didn't work with people around the country, that he thought that my work could be in the magazine. So I learned a lot in that little bit of time. I also learned that I could work as a local, meaning I couldn't pay pay for my travel to get there. But if I was willing to get to New York, that maybe they would hire me and have me shoot for the magazine. And then my next reviewer was this woman, Christina Hicks. And Hmm. Christina at the time was a consultant for um, a company. She had previously been at a really large ad agency called Saatchi and Saatchi in LA. Yes. And now she owns her own production company in LA called IMI Artists. And Mm -hmm. I sat down for that review. She was my second review, feeling a little bit confident now after my first review. I sat down and handed her my book and said the same thing. Like, this is my first time doing portfolio reviews, but I've been, you know, working since 2009 as a photographer, told her a little bit of my story. And by page three, she says, she stops and she says to me, well, what are you doing to market yourself as a commercial photographer? And I was taken back. I was like, uh... (laughs) Nothing. Uh (laughs) And she said, well, let's work on your marketing plan. So for like the last Mm. 10 minutes of that meeting, we really just dove into a marketing plan. And I did end up hiring her after that meeting. Like the following week, we had some conversations. I hired her to help me as a consultant to really figure out what to do because I was still in consumer land trying to market to families, you know, to photograph their kids and teens. And here I am now trying to reach out to brands to do advertising. Mm. I needed someone to kind of help guide that conversation. Our conversation was so great and rich within that 20 minutes that I said, I'm willing to pay her money to help me do the next thing. And then I think that whole day I had five meetings. Um, One meeting was really bizarre and strange (laughs) and had some interesting conversation that just to this day, I still don't quite understand. I was with an art rep and she was like, oh, you know, you don't have work, like all your work, the kids are looking at the camera. And then I would flip a couple pages and I would say, but she's not, and this one's not, and this one's yeah. not, hmm. and this one's not. And I'm like, so I'm not sure, like, what's your feedback here? And then being really confused and not sure how to take that feedback, I called my mentor and I said, this is what happened. And she said, she's an outlier. She wasted your time, unfortunately. Okay. Don't listen to her. Move on to the next person. Yeah. So um, by the end of the day, like I had kind of figured out a few things. I figured out a few questions to ask, like, how often do you work with photographers? Yes. Uh, Do you hire photographers? How much, if I was meeting with a magazine, I would say like, how much of the magazine is stock versus Mm -hmm. actually, you know, hired for the mag, that article. Um, And, you know, and some, some stuff that I ask now, because motion is such a big deal. Uh, I'll ask, you know, how often are you hiring motion versus photography or are you doing them together at the same time? Mm -hmm. Um, But that was really my first experience with portfolio reviews and trying to just navigate like, what do you say? And how much (laughs) do you tell them? And how much do you talk or not talk? And how many questions do you ask and not ask? But it sounds like it was it was amazing because you not only got feedback on your photography, but it was everything else that you need to grow as a photographer, like marketing or everything else that goes into running a business. There was a lot of other feedback as well. And 
how to deal with difficult clients. I mean, there's a whole range of experience that you probably got in there. And it was not just that this is the kind of work that you need to do. So Shelly, I just want to backtrack a little bit uh, because not everybody might be familiar with what is a portfolio review. So if you can just kind of describe what a portfolio review is and what it means in photography, that'll be great. So a portfolio review would be that you're taking a collection of your work, so a number of your images in a curated way. So it could be digital, like you could be showing this on a laptop or an iPad or tablet, or you could have a physical book like I had at the time. And you're curating that into a very high level book of some mm -hmm. sort. Um, and you might have separate books. Like for me, I have a separate book for lifestyle and a separate book for my food. And so I show those separately. Um, and you're then sitting down with somebody to share your work with them. And that person might be, like I said, from a magazine, it might be a photo director, or it might be someone from an ad agency. Uh, it also might be just somebody from a production company or um, an art rep. Mm -hmm. And you're walking through your, your work. Um, sometimes you're telling stories of how was this created? And they might ask you about the lighting. They might ask you about the story behind it, or was it paid work versus personal work? And at the same time, on the flip side, you're asking them about mm. how do they hire people? How often do they find stuff? And you're, it's kind of like speed dating in a lot of ways, <laughs> um, right? You're trying to get to know them. They're trying to get to know you. You're trying to really find a commonality because at the end mm -hmm. of the day, work is work. What they're really hiring you for is you, your personality, right? Because whether it's a magazine, more less of a magazine, but more of an ad agency, right, is that they're going to have to spend an incredible amount of money to have you on set, to have you there for either a day or two days or three days or seven days. Are they going to like working with you? Mm -hmm. yeah. And they're trying to navigate that quick decision in their brains in less than 20 minutes. Right. Right. So, you know, can you really explain yourself and present yourself in a way that makes you want to be hired? Right. <laughs> um, and there are different types of portfolio reviews. Now, those are the portfolio reviews that I go to where I'm trying to meet people and build a relationship so I can get hired to work. Mm -hmm. The flip side, uh, like another version of portfolio reviews is really to go get a critique of your work. Mm -hmm. And that, that might be like you're hiring an art consultant right. or uh, a meeting with a, a rep, an art rep. Um, to get feedback directly on your work. Like, do you think this work is market viable? Do you see this in the marketplace right now? Mm -hmm. Do you think that um, this is on trend or not on trend? Or what do you see as missing in my portfolio? Or right. do you see that there's an opportunity for me to grow in a particular area? So those mm -hmm. are different types of questions you can ask depending on the type of portfolio review you're having. Right. Does that answer the question? Yes, absolutely. And so... So it sounds like portfolio reviews are for both people who pursue photography as a hobby and people who might be pursuing it as a business. Like, do you, would you say that it's for one or the other or who should get who should be getting a portfolio review? Oh, I think everybody should have their portfolios reviewed. <laughs> um, I think if you're an if you're an active hobbyist, um, you know, not just like, you know, oh, I want to document my family or I'm documenting, you know, my puppy. That's a little different. But if you're like, I really want to grow my skill, no matter if you're doing it as a business or you're doing it as a very advanced hobbyist, sharing your work with other people is the best way to get, you know, feedback, putting your work out in the world and asking people for a mm -hmm. critique is really what you're doing. 
and saying, you know, how can I advance this? Or is there a technique that you know of? Or is there a way that I could do X, Y, or Z? Or I want to take this body of work and move it in this direction. What's your advice? Mm-hmm. That is is perfect for no matter if you're trying to make a living on it or you're just trying to do it for fun. So so once so I'm going back to your first uh, portfolio review. Once you were done, you had like five reviewers, right? And once you finished, how did it change, or what difference did it bring to the way you followed photography, or the kind of photography that you did, or how or the kind of work that you created following the portfolio review? What changed? What changed? My marketing changed dramatically. Ah. Um, I show up best in person. So I was like, oh my God, I could pay to get in front of people so I can get to know them and build a relationship with them. I'm there. This is how I'm going to spend my marketing dollars. I'm going to invest in flying across the country to New York and going to these different markets and setting up these different portfolio reviews because I know that that's how I best show up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not like the best emailer. I'm not like super consistent in sending out my newsletter, but I can show up. And when I show up, I'm pretty charismatic and very energetic. And I want people to see that. And so that was a big change for me was like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is an actual option. And Mm -hmm. then I learned that I could call ad agencies and say, can I bring my book in and show you? Mm -hmm. And if I can get somebody to say yes, then typically what would happen is you show up at an ad agency for one meeting, but then they bring their creative team, whoever's available. And all of a sudden now you get meetings with four people and not just one person. And I didn't have to pay for it. I just had to make the effort to have the phone call and show up and bring my book and and maybe bring some cookies or donuts yeah. or you know <laughs> wine and cheese, depending on what time of the day it was. Yes. Um, and so that changed the way I marketed myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it also really pushed me to do way more personal work. Okay. Um, because I found that by the time I did maybe my third round of portfolio reviews, the number one Mm -hmm. question when I would ask people like, oh, what book do you want to start with? Do you want to see lifestyle? Do you want to see food? Do you want to see my personal work? Yeah. Uh, They would say, oh, I want to see the personal work. And I'm like, okay. And so I would show them my personal project, which was called Kids in Vans, Mm -hmm. not the vehicle, but the shoes. And so uh, I was doing this little project of kids doing the things they love to do in their Mm van shoes. And I made a little storybook out of it and people always wanted to see it. And what became really evident to me was they're really interested when you're not given a brief, what you create and how you create. Hmm. Um, And so now, I mean, thankfully I get to work with some clients now that I get to set the art direction and I kind of get to do whatever I want. And so that kind of becomes my personal work now. That kind of shifted how I approach portfolio reviews and also what imagery to bring with me, what books to bring with me, and also how to prep the reviewer. Like maybe I don't offer my other two books. Maybe I just start with my personal work. True. So yeah, that's definitely helped push me to think about like, well, Mm -hmm. what am I creating for myself? And to remember to keep creating for myself, although I'm not, I don't always remember to create for myself. (laughs) So. But so that's a great point that you bring up because we have so much work. We have client work and personal work. How do you sort between like what to carry and what to leave? Or do you have different books? One is your client work, one is your personal work. Like how do you sort the material for a particular review? So I combine my work together. Uh, so in my kids' work and my lifestyle work, if you were to like go to my website today, you will you would not know what was personal or what was paid mm-hmm. because I mix it all together. Um, and it's only when someone specifically says like, what is this image here? 
was this paid work? And then it would be like, you know, sometimes it's paid. Sometimes I'm doing it to pitch a brand. You've heard other, I'm sure other photographers that are like, oh, you know, I really like XYZ brand. So I went out and I bought the thing and I brought it home and I created this thing and then I sent it to them. Yes. And there's a lot of that. Like, so in a way it's kind of like, yeah, I did that for that brand. They may not have paid me to do it, but I specifically was trying to pitch them versus like, oh, I had this crazy idea that I wanted to create this thing and I created this thing and it was for nobody and for no brand. And it was just this wild idea that I had. But all of that work kind of lives together Mm -hmm. on my in my lifestyle, in my food work. And there is a few projects that I have that I share that I'm like, nope, this was a personal project. And I'll call that out right away. So there's not like a, a question to it. Right. And you usually know who the reviewers are. So you can take a work that is very targeted to their style or their brand. Is that right? Or Yeah, I think it depends on now with digital reviews, meaning like you could do them over Zoom or you could do them over the web. You can really tailor your work to that reviewer. So if you know like, oh, I'm meeting with, I don't know, let's just come up with something. I'm meeting with this ad agency and they do Coca-Cola. Right. Right. And you're like, okay, and they are responsible for the lifestyle ads of Coca-Cola. You really could curate your work to show like, like some great product stuff and some, you know, product and use photography slash lifestyle photography and really mm-hmm. have a curated, like almost like PDF that you're flipping through with them. Right. Um, versus like if you're doing it in person and you have a physically printed book, you're probably not repaginating your book and reprinting it for them. You're showing that body of work as it stands. Right. Um, and then maybe you're bringing that tablet as kind of a go-to if you, yeah. if they're like, oh, well, you know, we just signed, you know, free to lay. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> oh, let me show you this cool chip thing I did. Right. You know, you can immediately pull that up on your, on your iPad or your tablet to say, you know, yeah. here's some, here's some additional work. So it's a little bit different. Like I find that the virtual reviews actually allow you to be really flexible. So I did digital reviews a couple months ago and we got, there was one particular uh, guy I was talking to and I said, well, what are you working on right now? Like kind of like what's your current cl- client base? Cause I know it's not what's on your website. Cause it's always in flux. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, well, we're working on a lot of lifestyle stuff for medical use. And Ooh. I'm like, okay, so you don't have that applesauce account anymore. He's like, no, I'm Ooh. like, all right, good to know. So here's some lifestyle <laughs> stuff that might fit your medical world. Right. And I could immediately pull from my online galleries, my briefing right. galleries and show him work Mm -hmm. or when they're like, I want to see the newest work. And I'm like, well, it's not ready for publication, but here you go. Here's the raw, you know, images of what I just shot, you know, at the harvest that, you know, you were just recalling at the top of the conversation. Mm. So um, I do think that you can be very curated. Um, My portfolio reviews that I just had a few days ago, I did the research on the people and I even learned like, this one guy had worked on a Hershey's ad. He did a Kool-Aid ad. He did mm. a McDonald's ad. So I oh, knew wow. he had done a lot of motion. Right. So my notes, I'm, I mean, like it's literally right here. My notes say, show him your Coke video. Oh. Show him your other, like I have two other motion things that I did, right? And specific call outs to these that right. I wanted him to see on my website when we were chatting virtually to mm-hmm. make sure that he knew that I did motion. Mm-hmm. Right. And that I think through motion and that I can be a director and I hire a DP and that I have a team. And yes, I even and then his notes that he gave me while he was talking was 
number one thing he talked about my work was that was fun. He loved the tone. He loved the shadows and he was blown away by my color palettes. Ooh. Right. And all five reviewers that I had all talked about the fun of my work and the color of my work. That just goes to show that all like the same messaging is hitting every single person. And I need to pick up on that. Yes. Um, that That is a big through. So even though I didn't curate my portfolio for these people, they all picked up on the same messaging. They all picked up on the fun and the colors. I just guided them to different things. Like this guy in particular, I wanted him to see the motion. There was yes. a different woman. I really wanted her to see like my wine work. There was another guy mm-hmm. I really wanted to point out more, my more like repertoire or photojournalistic stuff mm-hmm. uh, because he did more like industrial and agriculture. I really wanted them to pay attention to my stop motion. So it sounds like from your first to the latest, like it's completely changed for you. You walked into your first portfolio review without expectations, without knowing, you know, what was in store. And then in your latest one, you were like, boom, boom, boom. Here's here's this person. Here's this person. Here's what I need to bring to them. So it's very targeted, very selective. And that's how your approach has changed over the years. Is that right? Yeah, I would say I'm a, a lot more confident. <laughs> yes. Right. I'm not like shaking with nerves when I meet these people anymore. I realize like it's just two people having a conversation. Like no one's going to bite you. Yes. Um, no one's going to like put you down. And if somebody honestly, like if somebody is kind of negative or not, you're not on the same page. I've also learned to just excuse myself from the conversation or pivot the conversation into something completely different. That's Most brave. people I know. Most people I know don't tend to pitch other people during their portfolio reviews. Mm -hmm. I'm not that person. I had a portfolio review just recently where I said, you know, like, what are you working on? What's your current thing? And he said, well, we're really looking for medical photos, like in hospital stuff. And I was like, well, I don't shoot that. But here's two of my friends that I knew that do it phenomenally well that you need to know about. Wow. That's amazing. So if, Like if I can't get the work, like... I want my friends to get the work. That's amazing. I hope they gave you, I hope they got the job and I hope they made it up (laughs) to you. Well, so. Yeah, I mean, usually I just pass it along and then I will turn around and tell them like, hey, so just so you know, I told X, you know, this person that they need to follow up with you and here's their information and you could follow up with them. And hopefully, you know, it's just paying it forward. Was there ever a time that you walked out of a portfolio review just feeling deflated or feeling like, Oh, you know, just not feeling motivated, inspired and thought that, oh, gosh, like just questioning things. Like, was there ever a negative experience that you associate? Well, yeah, there, there's been a couple of times where you're like, that didn't go so well. Yeah. Like, and then you're trying to figure out, like, why did it not go well? Was it your work? Was it them? Are you yes. having an off day? Are they having an off day? But I will tell you that typically it happens before the portfolio review. Ooh. Because... It just happened with these last ones where I was reviewing these reviewers Hmm. and seeing that they work with a bunch of like influencers. And I'm like, well, I'm not an influencer. Why on earth would they hire me? Like I can see the type of work that they're doing. They're working with celebrities or they're working with, you know, people with very large followings. Yeah, I'm not neither. I I, I don't fall into either of those categories. So why am I having meetings with them? And it made me really kind of angry that mm-hmm. I'm paying money to meet with these people who don't hire what look like they didn't hire photographers. And it also made me feel less than because I'm not like this huge following on Instagram. You know, I don't have a hundred thousand people. And yeah. And then I start thinking of my friends who do have a hundred thousand people. And I'm like, well, why aren't they meeting with these people? Why don't they have connections to these people? Yeah. 
And so I spent a day being really angry at the company (laughs) that I had, you know, was going through for these portfolio reviews. Like, why on earth do you have these people? These aren't a good fit for photographers. And you have all these photographers who are trying to have meetings with these people. And then, you know, then I got to meet these people and talk to them about what are they actually doing. And, and then you're like, oh, no, I have every right to be here. I have every right to have this conversation. Yes. Um, Again, it comes back to, it's just two people having a conversation over coffee. I mean, that's really what it is. Maybe not quote unquote, you know, coffee. Yeah. You don't always have coffee over portfolio reviews because you don't want to get anybody's work, you know, damaged or short out the tablet. Yeah. So we, we kind of always need to walk away with something positive, something inspiring, something new that we learn out of these reviews. Like for me, the marketing part that you talked about uh, from your first uh, review, I think that is so important. And that doesn't always, it's either you get hired or you get critiqued, but the the other part of the business, I think, so if, as long as we can walk out with at least one learning, one thing positive or one thing inspiring, I think that's, that's a good review. What would you say? Yeah. Oh, I, I think for sure. I mean, for me, a lot of times, even if I don't get that like a little nugget, you know, I might not get an insight from them about what's going on in the mar- in the market or what's going on at the ad agency. But what I might walk away with is just a really wonderful person that I got to spend 20 minutes with. Like right. my first reviewer, my in this last round of reviews, I had five reviews. And my first reviewer, like he was young, you know, he's 25, 26 years old. He's just getting in the ad agency, but in his background was sports. Right. He worked for ESPN. He did all these really cool sports stories. And so I got to meet another sport lover who lives in LA where I grew up and we got to nerd out about the NBA. And I got to share a bunch of my Lakers stories with him when I used to work for the Lakers. And, and he's like, well, if you're ever in LA, let's grab a beer. I'm sure we could talk for hours about sports. Right. And I'm like, I just made a friend for life. Uh Um, So it might not be right now. Like that, that moment may not be now, but that moment may be five years from now. Absolutely. And Commercial work is definitely a long game. Mm-hmm. It's definitely about planting a lot of seeds and True. waiting for them to sprout. And you never know when you're going to harvest one or five or 10. True, true. Um, and so that's kind of like portfolio reviews. It's just about planting all the seeds. Mm-hmm. And are most of these reviews paid or how does one go about them? Like which which are digital and I mean, online versus in-person. So tell us a little bit about the paid and the uh, in-person ones, a little bit more about how these events are probably organized. Sure. So I would say most were in-person um, up until the great 2020. Yeah. yeah. And um, then they all went virtual. And hmm. I think there's actually a huge blessing there that they went virtual. One, people from around the world can participate. Right. Um, most of these were super US centric. Uh, there was a few that were happening in Europe and maybe like one or two in Australia that I knew about, but there really wasn't many others that were super accessible for folks in other right. places. But the minute they went virtual, it was like, it didn't matter where in the world you were, as long as you were willing to get up at that time of the day to participate. There is a lot of opportunity for paid reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start there with paid mm-hmm. reviews. Paid reviews range depending on who's doing the reviews. So mm-hmm. here in the States, we have an organization called APA, which stands mm-hmm. for American Photo Artists, I believe. Okay. okay. It is the, um, you could go to apanational.org is the yeah. national website. And if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get to see all of the different events that happen throughout all the different regions. 
I think they have about seven chapters in the United States and mostly bigger markets. So like Mm -hmm. LA, San Francisco, Dallas, Denver, Mm -hmm. Chicago, New York, Florida. I think there's also one and San Diego. Each of those regions host a portfolio review at some point in the, in the year. Those reviews, if you're a member, cost a little less than if you're a non-member, but they're not nearly as expensive as the for-profit company called NYC PhotoWorks or Boulevard. And those reviews you'll pay anywhere between, I think it's like now $125 to $150 per review. That's US dollars. Oh, wow. And it depends on if you're seeing editorial people or if you're seeing commercial people. And then I already mentioned Palm Springs Photo Festival, which does reviews both in the spring and in the fall. Um, They do a fall one. Typically, it used to be in New York, but I think it's just virtual now. The difference with Palm Springs Photo Festival is it runs a gamut of types of photography. So not only is they bring in editorial people and commercial people, but they also bring in galleries and museums and Hmm. a lot of people that do fine art and book publishing. So you get a much wider uh, reviewer pool, which is really fascinating, especially if you're in the fine art field. Right. Because you don't find that a lot. And then you have places like um, American Society for Media Photographers, which is ASMP. Mm -hmm. They do photography reviews. And then the Society of Publication Designers, which is known as SPD, which Mm -hmm. is really around editorial work. They do a once once a year, they do a big like five days of reviews. Uh, typically in Washington, D.C., but mm-hmm. I believe they're online now, too. So mm-hmm. that gives you kind of a range yes. of places yes. that offer them for pay for payment. Right. You also have your consultants that will do one-on-one stuff. So um, a great place to find consultants that do this type of work is on a website called aphotoeditor.com. Mm-hmm. He's got a whole list of great photo consultants that you can hire for all different types of purposes, but one of those purposes would be portfolio reviews. And then there's your own outreach. So I mentioned this before where you can find ad agencies and then you can do your own outreach. You could cold call them and say, hey, I'm going to be in your town for these dates. Like, are you available for me to come in and show my work and show my book? Um, Typically, when you're traveling is like Mm -hmm. the best time to set up portfolio reviews because people feel an urgency to meet with you. Right. And (laughs) I know this from experience. The hardest place for me to get reviews or to get in to see people is in my own backyard here in San Francisco. Oh my! But if I'm traveling to LA or New York or Denver or wherever, typically I can get in to see people. But then I'm like home and I'm like, hey, like I want to bring my book in and show it to you or set up yes. a virtual review. And they're like, um, yeah, I, you know, well, mm, eh, you know, because it's not of urgency. They know I live here. So yes. But are they yeah, usually you, receptive? Like if you close call them, are they are they willing to meet you if you're in town? Or do you find it kind of like up and down 50-50? It's very dependent. Usually they're a, more often than not, they're very open to meeting with people. I mean, their job as an art buyer or a art director or a creative director is to see new work, right? Mm-hmm. That is part of their job. Right. So they're usually really open to meeting with artists, but Mm -hmm. what sometimes will happen is, you know, there'll be a last minute call with a client or something gets rescheduled. And so you get bumped. Yeah. And that, that happens. I don't want to say quite often, but often enough that you're like, you know, they'll say like, Oh, I know you were, you're supposed to come in at one. Can you come in at two 30? Yeah. And you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can come in at two (laughs) 30. And then, you know, you might be juggling two other meetings. 
yeah. uh, to try to get to get in with them. And even when you're meeting with them in person, you should plan for 20 minutes and hope for an hour. So apart from Palm Springs, like, did you ever travel specifically to get a portfolio review anywhere the in the time. world? All, yeah. yeah, all the time. Okay. Um, I would travel to LA uh, for a while. I was traveling to LA twice, at least twice a year just yeah. for portfolio reviews. I mean, my family's in LA, so I go to LA a lot, but, and I work in LA. So about every six weeks I was in LA, but I would specifically go to LA for portfolio reviews mm-hmm. at least twice a year. Okay. And I was going to New York at least once a year. And I was going to at least one other smaller market like Denver, Portland, Minnesota once wow. a year. Okay. So it's very interesting that it sounds like portfolio reviews are very strong in North America, but I I rarely hear about them in Asia, like towards, you know, our side of the world. And do you know anything like how is it in this part or do you think it's more of a North America thing? Well, I know they're getting to be more, there's getting to be more reviews in like Europe, not so much in Asia, as far as I can tell. Um, especially for my friends in like the Philippines and like Southeast Asia, not so much like the curated portfolio reviews where there's like right. one place where you can go and meet with 25 people. Yeah. Like in Europe, like uh, there's PX3 and mm-hmm. um, the AOP, which is similar to APA, but in England, mm-hmm. um, they have portfolio reviews and there there's a company called Production Paradise mm-hmm. that puts on portfolio reviews in Europe at least once a year. And they used to do it in Australia once a year. I'm not sure if they're still doing that. But mm-hmm. for instance, I know they're doing portfolio reviews in Barcelona this year in February, come in 2020. Do you try to do them a little bit more internationally and they try to bring people in from different areas? Right. So maybe, you know, Asia's on the map for them. I don't know. I do know folks though that are in other parts of the world that just reach out to like the local ad agencies or the, like there's, there's ad agencies that, you know, they're all over the world. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, like Chiat Day is a humongous agency with offices all over the world. And you would just call up the local office and say like, hey, like, can I have a meeting with you? And now that you could do it virtually, right? We're on Zoom right now and you're in Singapore yes. and I'm in San Francisco. You yes. can you can say, let's have a portfolio review on Zoom. Right. Uh, there would be a smaller chance of getting hired, I don't know, uh, versus like it would be more of a feedback session or critique. Like, do you think that if someone from Asia participates in a portfolio, a virtual portfolio review in the US, they might have a chance of getting hired? Why not? <laughs> right. I mean, if your work is strong enough and they and they yes. like your point of view and they like what you're doing, like, why would they not hire you? I think part of it is what is the need and where does the shoot take place? Right. Um, that that would be the bigger thing. Like, um, I think with working with looking at some of these really large ad agencies like Asachi and Sachi or Chaya Day mm-hmm. um, and some of the big conglomerate agencies that have multiple worldwide stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, so where are their offices? Are they located in some of the bigger cities? You know, are they in Tokyo? Are they yeah. in Milan? Are they in Berlin? Are they in Melbourne? And then you could say like, okay, well, I'm in New Zealand. They have an office in Melbourne. So they're in the Oceania. You know, I, I'm in the running. Let's have mm-hmm. a meeting with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just to kind of see like, is there an office in your general vicinity could give you an end to having a meeting with them because they're going to have to do advertising in that part of the world. This is the answer I wanted to hear (laughs) because a lot of our audience is in Asia. 
And I think uh, one should feel motivated to kind of, you know, give this a try at least if they haven't done portfolio reviews before, because it can be such it can be such a game changer. I mean, would you say it was a game changer for you, just the way you approach photography or the way you moved forward with food photography? Oh, for sure. I mean, the other really great thing that people don't talk about portfolio reviews is the other people you're meeting outside Mm. of the portfolio reviews. So, you know, if you get the chance to do them in person, you meet so many other artists and you get to geek out about their work and look through their portfolio and get inspired by what they're doing or how they're doing it um, and just make friends. Um, Even Mm. though I was just did uh, virtual portfolio reviews, there was a whole bunch of other people that I now know because I've been doing them for so long and the same. And I'm like, oh my God, look, Dana's here and Anthony's here and Jennifer's here and so and so's here. And and then you just like DM them privately on, you know, Zoom and you're like, <laughs> hey, my, oh my God, like, how are you? It's been ages. And you have these little back chats and everybody is kind of like, we're all in the same, you know, we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to further our careers and get the next paycheck and be incredibly inspired. And yeah, I think that's kind of the beauty of showing up and geeking out about our work and what we do and kind of being in it together. Um, Especially as food photographers, we also get to like, be like, oh my God, what did that taste like? (laughs) (laughs) That's our job. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, like, how did you make that look so particular? How did you get that to be so, you know, the right viscosity? Um, And and so we get to kind of nerd out about the food styling pieces, which you don't really get mm-hmm. to do if you're just photographing people. I do want to ask an ending question. That is because you do so many different segments of photography. Would you say like food is primarily what you're doing now or what what part of photography are you very focused on currently? I do it all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, it's hard. I actually get asked this question quite often. Like if you got yeah. one, you know, if you got one assignment that came on your desk, like what would you hope it would be? And honestly, it's when the trifecta comes together and that trifecta being kids, food, lifestyle, I'm in my happy place, right? I get to do it all in one shoe and that's awesome. But I do market myself as a 360 photographer, meaning I could shoot the product. I could shoot the product in use and I could shoot the people behind the product. Oh, fabulous. Wow. The hard part for me was, I I mean, I'm always hearing like niche down, niche down, niche down, like show your really specific thing. And you know what? I'm bucking the trend because I like, (laughs) I really don't, I I figured out the things I don't want to shoot. Like I don't do sexy car photos, what I call car porn. I don't do car porn. You know, I don't those beautiful car photos. Like those guys that shoot it and the women that shoot it, like they shoot it beautifully. I don't want anything to do with that. Babies under six months old. (laughs) have at it not my thing but pretty much like everything else like I'm I'm interested I'm game I'm you know I find it a challenge and I like shooting the product I think shooting product is really hard yes and there is kind of this mathematical challenge that comes to it you know like if you change this thing then you have this new problem and so that's really fun but then there's a there's a challenge when shooting lifestyle and getting people to look natural and having a good time and enjoying that product that I really enjoy and I love the energy of people it might be people behind the scene that are creating the thing that I get to suck their energy I mean like an energy vampire i don't know right now i've i've done a lot of people um, Mm -hmm. and i think coming out of like the big lockdown of 2020 and people are like oh we want to see people we want to see people's faces we want to see people doing things 
I'm like, okay, let's go photograph the farmers in the field. Let's go photograph the people behind the the scene. Um, So a lot of, I've done a lot of product forward stuff and a lot of people stuff. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. now I'm just starting to bring that back together. Uh, So before, before we conclude, I have one last question for you. And that is for anyone who is just beginning to think about a portfolio review, who's just beginning to kind of find where to go, put their portfolio together. What is there one tip that you would give them? One thing that is an absolute must that they should either do or think about that would pave the path to success in a portfolio review. It's not as scary as you think. The more you do it, the easier it gets, the more confidence you get. The feedback that you get is really valuable. Uh, I'm going to leave it with this one last story because I know yes, how much yes. you love stories. <laughs> so I think this was at my second or third round of portfolio reviews. And um, I had a new kid's book mm. and this was uh, had like screw posts. So you can actually unscrew it and move the pages around. Ooh. And the guy that was reviewing my portfolio worked at an ad agency at the time and then went on to work at Old Navy as their head uh, art director. And he said, you know, I really like your imagery, but I really feel like the pagination is off. Can I take your book apart? Whoa. And I was like, uh, okay. And he ta- he took it apart. And on yeah. the big table we were sitting at, he was like, I would put this here and this here and da, 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 da. And he basically repaginated the whole book and gave me all these tips about why he would put what photo where and right. which images he would pull out and why. That was such a huge eye-opener for me as to showing variety of your work and not mm-hmm. repeating images. And even though mm-hmm. you love it, you got to kill your babies, right? Yes, like, yes. <laughs> um, and so really kind of, I, I came home and I was like, wow, you know, Kenneth really ripped into this portfolio (laughs) and changed tons of things about it. So now, I mean, fast forward, that was like four years ago. I think about that now when I try to put my book together, like, is there too much of this? Is there too much of that? Is, do I show a variety of this? Because I'm not necessarily like a hero shot photographer. I like to shoot in a story, maybe a series of three to five images. I have to think through like, okay, if this is an environmental shot, mm-hmm. do I have a wide, medium, and close? Right. Do I have it horizontally? Do I have it, you know, from different angles? Like, did I do a top down? Did I do a 45? Do I do I have a straight on? Do I have one that just shows like really crispy details, like a macro? So if we're getting into food photography, right? Exactly. That's the kind of stuff I think of is, do yeah. I have the diner view? Do yes. I have like maybe one that has a human element. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you showing variety within the same subject to show that you're versatile shooting that thing? Right. Um, and so when I put stories together now, like I have a whole waffle story on my website where I've got this great like diner view and I have a poor shot and then I have like a vertical shot with like juice. And then I have a really macro shot of all just the waffle yeah. with the pat of butter. And so when I put those together, the first person I ever showed that work to, uh, who was an agent, she was like, I love this. This is like spot on. The second people I showed it to was an ad agency. And the same person was like, I love this story. Like I can see that you can shoot the whole thing, right? You can shoot the story. You can shoot it with product. You can shoot without product, blah, 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 blah. You can do poor shots all with the same thing. So my advice is like, if you're shooting something, really go exploring within that topic. Mm -hmm. Try to get, you know, two to three, four photos. Like don't just shoot for the hero, but shoot around the scene because you never know when someone's going to come back to you and say, well, do you have more from that? Tell Uh, the story of the food, right? From the beginning to the end. Yeah. 
And the nice thing is that because I shot so many images, I'm not having to constantly update with new work. I'm just swapping Hmm. out images, right? And it feels new. People go back to my portfolio and go, oh, you have all this new work. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) little do you know that's from 2017 (laughs) and I just swapped out the photos. (laughs) But But that's so smart. I mean, that's because content creation and then client work and then everything else that's going on in life, we struggle, we struggle. So to have one subject and to really explore it and have that repertoire, that's amazing. That's a great tip, actually. I love it. I'm going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wonderful. So with that, I'm going to conclude our portfolio review. I think it was fabulous because to me personally, so far, I had only created my photography portfolio to be able to pitch to a particular client mostly in town but maybe outside but now it just it's just opened this whole new world for me that I can actually think about America I can think about pitching to somebody in Japan I can think about you know just getting some feedback from fresh new eyes so this is absolutely wonderful I think whether business owner whether hobbyist whosoever it is this is just so much to chew on so much you know food for thought so thank you so much for sharing I know you're you're like a wealth of information no matter which topic we bring up you're you're amazing so thank you so much for sharing this with us it was lovely having you well thanks for having me um my pleasure um and however i can help you know you push yourself or push you into you know the next thing i would say my one other thing is if you are in an area that doesn't offer portfolio reviews or you don't know where to find them just create a group of people around you to share your work and get critique um don't ask your sister or your mom or your you know boyfriend's brother um really ask other people who have a critical eye who are going to be really honest with you for their feedback. That's amazing. It really ties back into how you pitch for others during portfolio reviews. I think that's such a strong part of your personality. And having said that, I think our audience would love to know where they can find you, whether you offer any programs. And I know that you've done a whole series on color, which is such a strength of yours. So tell us a little bit more about where we can find you and what the photography community can get inspired from you. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Shelly Waldman, that's S-H-E-L-L-Y, Waldman, W-A-L-D-M-A-N.com is my portfolio. Uh, so you can go see all this work that I've been talking about over there, all my projects and my waffle story, it's still up there. Um, and I also run a food photography mentorship program. Uh, it is a membership, so it is a monthly based thing. And we flip between doing business one month to creativity the next month. We have a success plan that people can kind of self-identify where you are on that on those various paths so that you can work on up-leveling those as needed. And we do offer portfolio reviews in the group. Um, that does happen. Uh, we also uh, just had a month of color theory, as uh, you just mentioned, where we really di- dove deep into color theory and had some challenges within the group to get people to really look at color differently and how color affects your mood, might make you more inspired to shoot, might make you less inspired to shoot. And <laughs> find some trends in your own work about colors that you just naturally gravitate to. But coming up towards the year end, we do goal setting and we do that pretty early, meaning we do it like in November. So December, you have time to percolate on it where January, you hit the ground running. And then in February, it's our pitching month. We spend an entire month talking about how do you pitch? Where do you pitch? And I do this thing called the 100 No Project where you're actually setting out to get 100 no's. And so we're flipping that negative paradigm into a positive. That all happens within the mentorship. It 
opens four times a year and the doors open and shut kind of deals. So that way there's always kind of like a new segment of people that come in together and can kind of go through the coursework together. Every Thursday I show up live on Zoom. And so you get access to directly to me uh, where we dive into whatever the month's topic is for about 45 minutes. And then the next 45 minutes to an hour, we bust through challenges or what people are going through and talk about what other things that came up in the group are. Uh, there is a big community component that's always live. It's And my favorite thing is it's not on Facebook. Um, it's on its own thing called Mighty Network. And uh, I'm not a huge Facebook fan. We keep everything in this little nice community. So it's easier to find different topics. And then one of the little key special things is all of the videos, the co-working sessions, my guest speakers, uh, my knowledge experts that I bring in, all the videos are searchable. And people are like, what does that mean? That means you can type in keywords. Like if you couldn't show up live, but you had a question mm, yeah. and you could say, well, I know my question was on portfolio reviews. You could go to the video, type in portfolio reviews, and it will come up with little dots on the timeline to tell you all the places that we talked about portfolio reviews. So you could jump right to that piece of content and dive right into it. And everything has mm-hmm. transcripts. So you can, if you're a reader, you can read all the transcripts. If you want to watch it at two times fast, that's up to you. But if you're also on my newsletter and you just want to get some things, I talk about like how to deal with the mental gremlins that run around rampant in our brains sometimes yes. and how to shut them up. And I talk about color theory. I talk about just inspiration. Um, and then you can find me every Tuesday and Thursday, unless it's a holiday uh, mm-hmm. in the food blog school over on Clubhouse. Uh, you can listen to amazing journey stories on Focus on Women's podcast that I help produce and co-host. And I'm a board member there at the on women, as well as on Tuesdays and Clubhouse on the Focus on Women channel. Uh, I also participate over there as a monitor and sometimes I'm the lead host and we have guest speakers and we have a community ask and coming up in two weeks, we have, uh, or once a month we do a community ask and once a month we do an ask a rep where we have artist reps come and talk about what's going on in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So you'll hear from Mary Dale of Big Leo and Tracy Tarek, who's one of the founding, who is the lead founding member of Focus on Women, who also is an art rep, talk about rep life. So, and then they bring in a guest rep every month to get their perspective as well. You can find me all kinds of places. I'm also on Instagram at Shutter Shelly. Oh, I have a YouTube channel. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not, it's not without reason. I say you have a very rich background and you're a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> really, <laughs> thanks, Shelly. Thank you for bringing your energy, for sharing so much and so generously with all of us. It was absolutely lovely having you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. This was such a pleasure. So that was Shelly telling us everything and all about the magical experience of getting a portfolio review. It's such a game changer. And like I said, it can not only help you grow your network, improve your photography, but also get hired and not just locally, but internationally. Now that is powerful. And I'm so glad that we had Shelly on board because no one knows this better than Shelly. And she is a real expert when it comes to portfolio reviews and how to organize yourself. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you found it useful. And if you have any questions, feel free to send it directly to Shelly or to myself, and we'll make sure that they are answered. All the resources that she mentioned are in the show notes. So you have a full repertoire of where to go, what to do. All right. So this is such, I'm so, I'm so happy that I had it. It was such an energetic and power packed episode, but I'll be back next week with yet another episode. Until then, bye-bye.